And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. We're back again, Matt. I took a week off last week, which I never do. I actually had a little little trip there, and then I had company afterwards. So you know, I'm still recovering from that. It felt it felt like a million years when I'm away. We were just talking about. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like a lot longer than um, oh, uh, just like a week basically. I think it's because you know we live in these COVID times and everything, and our schedules really don't have much structure to them anymore so this no. is like the one thing that i build my entire yeah. week around and because like elseworlds exchange has been on a little break for a bit we're coming back with that this week everyone but yeah because that was gone it's just like yep i'm rudderless i got i got nothing going on i don't know what day it is i don't know what time it is yeah yeah you know it was like when i have a show it's monday that's the start yeah. of the week Pretty much, yeah. That's how I've been living my life for the last two years. I know what time it is when. I don't know what time it is when it is not. So, yeah, it feels good to be back here tonight with everyone, especially tonight because we're filming this live Sunday, 10 p.m. I know there's a lot of competition for our fans' eyeballs out there right now. You could be watching the big AEW pay-per-view, which I – probably would have done if i wasn't off last week so i can't justify taking two weeks off to you or to matt uh rick and morty has like their hour-long finale tonight and i think legends also has its uh finale tonight and i caught up on the last two legends before we started i i i'm like so far behind i'm just gonna wait for it to finish and then just gonna binge the whole thing it's a pretty solid season, but boy, can you tell Dominic Purcell and uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, D Dominic Purcell and Constantine, who's why is his name escaping? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. You can tell there's a moment there where it's like, okay, and this is when we're both done. Yeah, okay. Purcell, you can tell exactly where it is. They like start a storyline with him. It's like, oh, yeah, and this is when he realized he was done. And Matt Ryan is like, okay, there's officially no more stories left to tell with Constantine. I am going to go out on a high note. This is how I want to go out. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a shame. It's, it's even more of a shame. I, I'm not too sure about Legends, but uh, like all the other shows have been completely affected by COVID. Like, like Supergirl's final season has just been terrible. So I Absolutely heard same with terrible. Flash. Yeah, oh, Flash was awful. I, I hit one kind of boring episode that I fell asleep through, and I'm like, eh, maybe I'll skip next week. And then you're telling me that it's the worst, and other people are saying that this is, like, the worst season they've had. I'm like, oh, boy, I kind of want to start it, but I also kind of don't want to start it either. Yeah, no, that, that, that show, I think it's probably got one more season left in the tank, and then it's I, they've got to they've stop it. I mean, when they made the Speed Force the villain, you knew that they were kind <laughs> of in trouble, where it's like, oh, boy, you're really out of ideas, aren't you? Yeah. You know what I think it comes down to, too, where it's like, hey, this Barry Allen Flash story has been going on longer, more unaffected, and less molested than any comic book story arc thing with Barry ever has. Because usually they would have crisis it or retconned it or changed the Flash at this point. It's very rare that Barry gets to go as long as he does uninterrupted shit. I think the longest he went uninterrupted was when Williamson did the 100 issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And even then, they changed it up a bit where it's like, okay, you know, now he gets to go to a different team. He gets to be part of the Cosmic Justice League, which we will be talking about. And, you know, Wally gets to be the main Flash. And again, they tried building a Wally for this show, but unfortunately, you know, the actor had a lot of stuff, you know, outside the show that affected him, so they couldn't do that. 
Yeah, and they they, they keep basing it around the team, the whole team mm-hmm. thing, and that just doesn't work because again, it's like a rotating team. So like, just when you're starting to get used to certain members, they're like, oh, we're yeah. gonna change them out for someone new. And they left too. That's I. I also worry about that for like legend seasons too. Like obviously, legends didn't get good until like a couple seasons in when they figured mm-hmm. out they were a comedy, and then they really like you know hit what was cool about it and everything. So I wonder how they're gonna do for the next season. Where it's like, okay, who are you gonna bring in? Are you gonna keep this skeleton team that you have? I wonder. Like Spooner, that new character. Where it's like, okay, so her story's kind of done when this season is over. Are you going to keep her around and add more stuff to her? What are you going to do? Yeah, it, it, it's in. I, I, I think with Legends, though, like you can't, it, it does work with like getting new members in because that's kind of like how it's worked since that second season. We've introduced new members, or like in, uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl who played Vixen, how they made her play a different character. Yes, well, a couple like, different characters. Yeah, like that, that was cool. That was cool. It allowed them it to do something different and everything. And I think that that Very works with Legends, but like other shows, it doesn't really work. The other problem Legends has that none of these other shows have is uh, Legends got better when it stopped being a comic book show. Mm-hmm. Now they just do whatever the hell they want, and it's funny. And I really wonder where they're going to go from there, because it's like, yeah, you, you guys stopped being a comic book show like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what what are you going to borrow from? I don't know. I know there was talk. They're like, hey, what if they put Swamp Thing on the show? I'm like, the show doesn't have the budget to have Swamp Thing. No. They got one They got one really good alien suit this season, and then they stuck with it. <laughs> but, yeah, so there's your little CWTV update there, everyone. So we, we ready to hop into the news, Matt? We ready to hop into stuff for this week? Yeah. All right, what do we got going on here? So uh, obviously one of the biggest evolving stories in comic books right now is the exodus of some of the biggest names from Marvel and DC to newer Substack projects out there, newer untested Substack projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest one from just recently was James Tynan, who is winding down his Batman run as we speak. We had Fear State this week, uh, the Alpha and everything, so he was doing that. And uh, the big question remained is like, okay, so he's done at 74 which is very close, uh, who's going to take the book? You know, who who's in the right position for it? And uh, DC gave us an answer much quicker than I thought. And uh, hey, surprise, surprise, it's Joshua Williamson, everyone. He's going to be your next Batman writer. Kind of felt like it was a given. <laughs> in, in DC's new continued tradition of putting their entire company and its fortunes on the back of Joshua Williamson... <laughs> Hey, man, can you do it? I know you're doing literally everything else right now. You're cleaning up continuity and Infinite Frontier, and you're fixing mistakes of former writers and Robin and everything. Hey, can you also take this book as well? <laughs> again, again, he had to prove himself that he could take on Batman. That's why they allowed, that's why he had to do like the big uh, status quo changing event before doing, you know, the simple Batman book. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I guess so. And he's got a Deathstroke book coming out as well. Yeah. And he's doing that uh, Justice League Incarnate book too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's going to be a really fucking busy man. I worry about him getting burnt out. Now, again, a lot of those projects are only miniseries, but still, it's like one one man, even if he is, you know, very driven and very enthusiastic, cannot possibly do all of this, can't he? I, uh, why? Well, I... I would have to think like most of it would have actually been planned out already because he, he, he's he's definitely that type of writer where things are planned out way ahead in advance like with his fucking flash run 
was a hundred mm. issues and everything felt planned out. True. So the big conceit of this is that it's Batman leaving Gotham City for some reason. Again, we'll probably see at the end of Fear State how that all ends up shaking up. But yeah, he's he's leaving, he's traveling the world and everything, and also he's got he's got a brand new costume. Yeah, it's my favorite bat suit. I like it. I like it a lot. I like the piping on it. It reminds me very much of Daredevil now. I like that it's uh what is he? We got the blue and the yellow with the symbol on it there. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah. The, also like like him like leaving Gotham and everything, that this is like the the, the future state where but mm. it's like alternate instead of him getting killed quote unquote oh, he just leaves gotham and then that allows jace fox to come in as batman i guess because we're already seeing that time has been changed everything i haven't kept up with that new batman jace fox books and i feel like i probably should it had such a weird rollout didn't it from like oh we're going to introduce him to you in future state and then a digital book for his origin and then a new ongoing book well see the thing that, that that's what's really weird the the digital book while technically was his origin it technically wasn't because that i am batman book is like a continuation of that and it's mm. still his origin because in that right. in that final issue he still hasn't he's he suited up as batman once and it was in like a really shitty costume that he like stole from batman uh in that in that digital book yeah but say so, yeah, but he I... still hasn't gotten like that that suit we've seen him in with the mask and everything yeah 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 interesting yeah huh yeah it's it's, it's int- i feel like the well again well we know for a fact the plan was supposed to be different Tynan wasn't supposed to stay on for as long as he did. He was only supposed to write like a hundred issues that he was going to tag off with Ridley, but then COVID and everything else. And you know, the GC five G falling apart. So clearly they commissioned this stuff and they got to use it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is how it shakes out. I mean, I'm excited for uh, Joshua Williamson. I mean, everything he's written so far yeah. has been great. Yeah. And it's a completely different uh take on batman you know he's leaving the city he's getting out getting out of gotham and i imagine we'll be following him what he's doing yeah. i mean it's good you know you need the refresh every so often i mean you know people like batman inc for that reason mm-hmm. batman europa uh, i mean even uh the dark knight detective that's going mm-hmm. on right now with uh taylor people people like when batman broadens his horizons yeah so good for him Good for him. Uh, what else we got going on here? Ooh, uh, some other big comic news coming down the pipeline. Marvel showed off several new tent pool, uh, tent pool, sorry, not Deadpool, yeah. tent pool titles that we can expect in the next uh, months and year. Yeah, yeah, lots of lots of cool looking things coming. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I like the comics. It took them this long, but they're essentially now just doing what the movies do. <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey here's our timeline of stuff coming out everyone that you can you know expect and get excited for normally we do this with the movies but we thought fuck it we'll do it with the comics now <laughs> so the first one here we have is devil's reign this is going to be a big zadarsky daredevil event which obviously of course we had uh, alluded to this in a previous issue that you know zadarsky and chichetto's time on the book is coming to an end mm-hmm. but not really no because it's coming to an end, and then we're going right into this big event. Uh, they promise a big, you know, final proper showdown with Mayor Kingpin and everything. I guess they're finally going to wrap that storyline up because that's been going on for a while now. Yep. It's surprising because it's like, yeah, you know, Kingpin came to power in a very Trump-esque grab and like a very thing that they were doing. And it's like, oh, well, that four years is over now, but we're still dealing with it, aren't we? <laughs> 
I guess we got to deal with that. Uh, we got Avengers Forever, which, of course, is, you know, a reference to a much older, more famous Avengers story. Yep. This is going to be dealing with multiversal Avengers coming together as a team because... Yes, because Justice Incarnate is coming out around the same time. <laughs> because that's coming out around the same time. And I don't know if you knew this, Matt, but uh, what-if scenarios and alternate universes <laughs> are so really hot right now. <laughs> They're so hot right now. And we need to get in on that. It's so hot right now. Honestly, I, I know I've said it before. You you've been digging this modern Avengers way more than I have. I I just you know haven't been able to find a thing to latch on to yet, and this also doesn't seem like something to make me want to <laughs> latch on and start. Again, this I think this is uh this is probably going to be the culmination of all of Jason's work on that book. I imagine, and I imagine in the new year we'll be getting a new writer. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. It seems like we're getting to that. Uh, after that, we have something just called Marvel Timeless. Uh, have they said what this is about yet? Because I know they gave like some word on some of the earlier ones, but not on these other ones. I'm not too sure, no. What do we think Marvel Timeless could be about? Something that's timeless. <laughs> timeless? Well, I mean, you know, is it a reference to timely publishing, which well, Marvel was before it was well, Marvel? Well, we do know that... Most, some of these events or like i think this one might have been uh referenced with the kang book that's mm. happening right now like the kang book's gonna lead into these sorts of things yeah you know what you're probably 100 percent right this is we gotta reestablish kang as a big time comic book villain mm -hmm. so let's have a kang centric event yeah so that makes all the sense in the world. The chat yeah, is say, the chat is saying it's Kang. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I do okay. remember hearing Kang uh, referenced in re relation to one of these events. Okay, so this is confirmed. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, and it makes sense because it's got the purple outline around the yellow. So there you go. <laughs> so definitely Kang. All right, I can dig it. I guess I know what is it that first issue of that new series. I'm like, this is fine. You know, you either like Kang or you don't. Yeah. But, you know, maybe this new event will take him into some new and interesting directions. Who can be sure? Yeah. Now, uh, the next one I find very interesting because apparently it's a dual event. It's, uh, what is it, X Lives of Wolverine? Yeah, the, the, this logo is fucking AIDS. Um, it's not good. I don't like it. Also, yeah, thank you, uh, Ambitious Cosplay. It's meant to be the 10 Lives of Wolverine with the yeah, X, it, you know. But the thing is, they've doubled up on the, the... They've made it so that you can read it either way. It's, like, mirrored. So like when mm -hmm. I first saw it, I thought it was like, wait, Wolverine of Shield, what, what, what's, wait, no, X of what, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I I was also reading it wrong. I was also reading the part I wasn't supposed to yeah. read, and I thought I was stupid for not being able to get it. Yeah. Uh, the chat further telling us apparently Jed McKay is writing Timeless. Okay, mm -hmm. that's yeah, all right, you got yeah. me interested. Yeah. Maybe Moon Knight will beat up Kang this time. <laughs> Moon Knight and Black Cat team up to beat up Kang. I'm on board with it. <laughs> but yeah, so X Lives of Wolverine. Uh, I mean, the X-Men have been going from strength to strength recently. Mm -hmm. But boy, if you wanted to make people feel good and safe and content, being like, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hickman's not really here anymore, but that's fine. You know, we got the roadmap. We know where we're going. We promise that everything you like about the Krakoa era, you're going to like here. Okay, what's your next project then? Wolverine event. <laughs> oh. well, not only that, but they... The, the way they touted it was really funny because I'm like, wow, this just sounds like every other Wolverine thing where it's like, sure oh, it he's going to be meeting like a Wolverine from the future. And I'm like, well, that's happened countless fucking times. Tell me about it. Yeah, this this is like this is the worst choice you could have made, because I think what everyone will agree, what they love about the Krakoa era of X-Men and what Hickman did 
is that they shared the spotlight with every mm -hmm. mutant. Everyone yep. got to be special in their own book. Everyone got to do their own thing. And Wolverine didn't steal anyone's spotlight. Now yeah. it kind of feels like, okay, let's, you know, do the safe thing and put Wolverine in front of there. Again, don't get me wrong. Percy's been doing great stuff with Wolverine, both in X-Force and in his solo book. But here I'm just kind of like, mm, I don't know about this. I, I'd love, if, if they hadn't already confirmed that it was actually going to be Logan, I would love if they, they never revealed and it's like x lives of wolverine it's like ah but laura's wolverine at the moment so it's about her oh that's fun that would be fun that would be worth it yeah that would be worth it just because it would piss so many people off oh absolutely maybe maybe we'll finally figure out what we're doing with jimmy hudson either in the ultimate universe oh yeah jimmy i'm here too <laughs> I also do things. Yeah, as as B Black in the chat says, I'm surprised they managed to hold off this long without doing a Wolverine-centric event. Big agree. Yeah, yeah. They had a lot of restraint a minute maybe, ago. Maybe that was like a mandate for Hickman. He's like, no, no mutant gets like special treatment. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it could be good. Like I said, they've gone from strength to strength right now. This will probably make a ton of money because it's Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Their big poster boy. Uh, we also got a new She-Hulk series that they're teasing. It's back to the old font and everything. And hey, probably just in time for her new TV show. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, everyone, we got a new show we're promoting. You know how we like forget She-Hulk for years at a time? Well, we're remembering her now. <laughs> Which I guess this also means that Jason Aaron will probably have to figure out some way to return her to her status quo. Yeah, I imagine they, they they will probably at the end of this World War She-Hulk storyline. Sure seems that way, like they're moving in that direction. I wonder, is this, and obviously too, you know, as we've seen time and time again with Moon Knight and all this other stuff, this book will probably give us a good roadmap to what the show is going to look like in terms of tone. I wonder, is it going to be funny? Is it going to be serious? Is it going to be, you know, more Ally McBeal? Is it going to be, you know, more like Jessica Jones? I wonder how it's going to be. Why well, I heard it's going to be sort of a, um, like a comedy as like, she hulk like has a been. Little, little bit of a comedy sort of thing yeah she hulk is funny she hulk is good for workplace comedy mm -hmm. uh we also got fantastic four reckoning war which is apparently a big thing dan slot is all hyped about yeah. and i just want to also point out uh font there very very inhumans like yeah is it ever same colors is this is this the big return please, of the inhumans please they're Please like, bring hey, them they, back. It's been enough they, years. They've spent enough years in jail. They, they did their time, you know. They did their they went away for a bit, you know. They're uh they're learning and they're listening and they found, <laughs> you know, inhuman Jesus and they're ready to come back. <laughs> sure, why not? I'm okay with it. Yeah. Again, I I'm not reading Fantastic Four, and I don't know if this is enough to get me excited to pick up Fantastic Four, but if you are a Fantastic Four fan, I'm glad that you're getting serviced with something, because it feels like the Fantastic Four never get their own thing. They're always just <laughs> ride-alongs for other yeah. people's things. They're always part of big events or something, but never actually have a big event. No, yeah, they just get to do their thing. So, you know, that's that's good. Uh, then, of course, the other big thing here, and this one was kind of unexpected, they're doing something new with Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Yeah, and this will probably be around the same time the animated series for the character comes out. Doesn't, doesn't that, I bet that animated series is going to do really good because this concept is just made to be an animated yeah. series. Oh, absolutely. 
Lunell is also getting a big push right now, thanks to Dark Age. <laughs> she yeah. actually gets to play a major part in that. Yep. Which is pretty fucking good for her. I know, uh, what is it, our mutual friend Aaron, uh, Professor Thorgy, he said, you know, when he worked at a comic book shop, this book got, like, all the traction for, like, you know, little kids. Like, this was, like, mm-hmm. such a big little kid-centric oh, book. Oh, it, it's it's geared towards little kids. It's, it's everything you could want. Hey, this kid gets into adventures with a dinosaur. Oh, yeah, yeah and sometimes Spider-Man shows up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Michael Reese helping us out in the chat. Keep up the good work. We will, Reese. Thank we you. absolutely will keep it up. And thank you, as always, for supporting the show there. You can support the show anytime you want through the Super Chat system, which is something new to YouTube. This is why we simulcast. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, good for them. Uh, can't wait for that. That'll probably be good. So, yeah, here's, here's your Marvel roadmap. Here's the stuff you can expect. So, you know, by and large, some stuff we're excited about, some stuff we're a little trepidatious about. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to everything on here. But, again, like some of the stuff, like the Wolverine stuff, like kind of feels like, eh, I don't know why you're doing this. And, again, it's happening just after uh, Jonathan Hickman finishes up. So you can kind of tell maybe he was the, the thing kind of keeping the lid on all of this. <laughs> Yeah, really, where it's like, hey, but you know what we haven't done? Wolverine. <laughs> but Wolverine has like a billion stories. <laughs> can't we do something different? <laughs> can't, can't Magneto have a trial? Maybe Apocalypse can have a thing? <laughs> it's like, no, but where does Wolverine factor into this? Where does he factor into these stories? Yeah, Wolverine, for this whole Krakow era, did not steal focus. No, no. And, he, and that's even coming with him having his own book as well during this yeah. whole thing. Yeah, he just had his own fun little side adventures and didn't get too involved in anything else. No. Which was nice. Uh, all right, our next story here actually involves the publishing side of things, and it's also a follow-up from a story we did a couple weeks ago. Uh, Katie Kubert, of course, a member of the very famous and legendary comic book Hubert clan, has been named the person who's going to be leading uh, quite a few big dc uh projects into the future she's taking over the dc horror line the Fortnite line yeah apparently there's a fucking dc fort line they they, they well they've only got one comic out at the moment but yeah i imagine it's gonna have more i i guess it was really successful because they're devoting a whole line to it now <laughs> this is this is how i know you and i are old matt where it's like Fortnite. um okay <laughs> I mean, shit, I bet if I covered it on the channel, it would do really hey, good. I, I read the first issue of that, and it, was, it wasn't too bad, but mainly because it didn't focus on Fortnite. It just focused on Batman. True enough. Uh, the other thing that she's going to be overseeing is, of course, the Webtoon partnership between DC and uh, Webtoon. They're, they're, their new thing now, their new distribution method <laughs> that they're working on that you know they're hoping is going to shake things up and radicalize how comic books are read all over the internet and yeah i mean they're throwing they're throwing someone pretty good at obviously of course she has the family pedigree but you know she's done a lot of great work herself and here's the other thing uh katie kubert has worked for marvel and dc Mm -hmm. she's actually gone back and forth between both companies uh i think she oversaw like a like a pretty interesting era there like i think uh guardians 3000 was something she oversaw and like a bunch of other stuff yep like books where it's like oh that's interesting so yeah it's cool to you know have uh and also like she's a younger person in the comic industry as well which is also nice mm-hmm. especially if you're trying to work with something like webtoons that looks to be a very youth based initiative yeah you didn't you don't want someone who's like you know 60 or 70 doing this sort of stuff <laughs> yeah yeah exactly they'd be like me well it looks like a lot of anime on there looks like <laughs> a lot of boys love story mm, i don't know about this <laughs> 
I don't know about this deal. <laughs> I'm trying to think who's like the oldest man in comics that they could put on here. <laughs> who's like the G- oldest man at DC right now? I don't know. Put Jim Steranko on there. Oh, there you go. Jim Steranko <laughs> in his turtleneck yeah. and his tailored suit. Mm, don't understand it. And he's mm. definitely real, not fake hair. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Yes. His beautiful, beautiful quaffed mane. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Jim Lee, just because Jim Lee's been around the comic industry forever. But no, I think he would get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he would. He would get it, because, like, he's an art-forward guy and everything, so he would, like, totally get it. Yeah. And the chat says Dan DiDio. Yes, they bring Dan DiDio back just for this. <laughs> That's his punishment. Look, Dan, you get to come back to the company, but you have to oversee the cutesy anime division. <laughs> and he's like, I'll do it. But Nightwing doesn't get to come. <laughs> But he's our cutest animeist boy, Dan. I know. I I get so happy depriving you all. Uh, Cameron in the chat says Rob Liefeld. Yes, Rob Liefeld gets this job overseeing webtoons, but he mostly just spends his time, you know, uh, telling revisionist history about Deadpool. I was about to say, yeah, no, he's too busy, uh, like talking about how he created Deadpool and everything you love about Deadpool. <laughs> Rob. Also, thank you. Uh, Pat Senior, always appreciate it. It's like, Rob, you, you know most of us were alive back then, right? You know, like, there's internet accounts of this. It's not like <laughs> when, like, Stan Lee can make shit up that happened in the 60s, and it's like, oh, I wasn't alive, so I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Lance, for the subscription. Hey. That's my favorite thing about it, where it's like, obviously, you know, lots of, uh like, comic people embellish stories years later, but it's like, dude, we have other accounts, Rob. <laughs> we have the receipts. <laughs> yeah, we have the receipts. We know this isn't true. <laughs> And then, too, it's like, is, does he actually think he's fooling anyone? Or it's like, no, you know what? He's fooled him. He's told himself this story so many times he actually believes it. <laughs> oh, that's just sad now. <laughs> now, uh, from comics and publishing to video games. There was a big video game conference just recently. Matt wasn't there. Uh, there was, yeah. Games, uh, Gamescom? Yeah. Gamescom, which actually had probably more actual releases and more actual stuff to talk about than E3, which was nice. Yeah. Though it did further remind me that I don't fucking own a next-gen console yet and still probably won't for a while. Did did you see they had the thing there where it's like, oh, hey, so we got some of the new PS5s from Japan without that chip that was so hard to find and slowing it down? And they're like, yeah, it actually runs worse now. It it, it doesn't actually run worse. It's... Uh, um... It gives it off was like a heat. Yeah, or it, it's like ne- negligible heat. It's like a five-degree difference. Right. Which the only thing I could think is like, God damn, this means scalpers are going to be jacking up the prices even harder <laughs> on eBay now being like, oh, it's the original series that's not as hot. <laughs> and just my fucking blood boils a little bit more. <laughs> then again, it's like part of me like doesn't want to part with my PS4 because I have so many games and so much shit that lives on there digitally now. Yeah, well, you could always transfer it over. I'm sure I could, yeah, because there is a certain level of backwards compatibility. And it's also, like, the focal point of my, like, uh, media center because I got, like, uh, YouTube and Netflix and, you know, Amazon and everything that lives mm-hmm. on there, Disney+. Plus. So it's like, god damn, I'd have to re-upload all those things. <laughs> I'd be pissed for a day. I'm sure it would be fine. Also, none <laughs> of this is the story. The story is Midnight Suns, everybody. Yeah, Midnight Suns, uh, a game from Firaxis, the guys that made uh, XCOM yeah which i got really excited about because i'm like oh yeah x-kong marvel game and then they announced it's a card-based battle system and yeah I'm, I'm out i'm out yeah 
I went through an up and down tour. It's like Midnight Suns. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. You know, it's totally different than Avengers. We're going to be doing the paranormal thing. We're going to be dipping into heroes we don't normally see. Uh, Wolverine and Iron Man and Captain yeah. Marvel and Captain America. Oh, yeah, well, why? They're yeah, they're the, the core members of Midnight Suns. <laughs> I mean, they're not traditionally Midnight Suns, but, you know, whatever. You know, that Avengers game had a rocky launch and everything. Maybe maybe this will be the one to do it. Oh, it's made by the XCOM people. Oh, that's interesting. A superhero turn-based thing. Well, maybe if they don't make it so punishingly difficult maybe i can get into this and then you see the combat it's like oh you can take three of anyone into combat and oh yeah cards and i'm like mm. yeah now now a lot of people don't seem to understand why a lot of people are worried about the card system and that is because that's something they could easily monetize and you use microtransactions be like you want you you want to use uh captain america's uh iconic shield throw you gotta pay us 4.99 you know, hey, stuff like ooh. that. Now, that being said, the game itself looks pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I love the costuming. Mm -hmm. The designs are really solid. Uh, I particularly love uh, Captain Carol's uh, comfy casual chinos. <laughs> I love she's just wearing a shirt with her logo on it and, like, very sensible chinos. <laughs> I'm like, is this office, Carol? Was the deal? I, I like that you get to hang out. Uh, what is it when you're not doing missions and it's like Persona, where it's like, oh, I gotta, you know, raise my level with Wolverine so he'll help me in battle. <laughs> the the one thing I was hoping for, and it doesn't look like you can do it, is like, uh, in the latest XCOM in XCOM Two, they had like an amazing like character customization system where you could like customize everything about the character and i like, really well, wish you could do the, that in this I, they did mention there's like different costumes and stuff but i'm like yeah, yeah. but i want to like change everything i want to go nuts with it now you do have like your main character mm -hmm. who is your customizable character which i'm yeah. like oh that's cool you can be the hero in the thing and you could probably make them to your liking and then i'm like oh yeah i guess this is why it's hard to do a superhero rpg because there's so the many like masters of these characters being like no no no, you can't make captain america do that yeah and that's like another problem with like creating your own character in like these already pre-established worlds because they've they've done this before in like x-men destiny and yes a bunch remember. of other games and it never worked out no because it was like yeah it's like well no this character doesn't actually exist anywhere in the canon or anything is so they like what does it matter you know the problem is is either you're not more powerful or cooler than the main heroes at which point it's like why the fuck am i playing yeah. create a character dickhead i don't want this or you're much more powerful than the other heroes and it's like well i don't like that i'm eclipsing wolverine and captain <laughs> marvel and iron man and everything i'm yeah. some jagoff yeah that's why i liked the avengers game because you played as the avengers you weren't some yeah. creator character yeah it feels like outside the arkham games and outside spider-man and a few others a lot of video game companies are having a hard time cracking the superhero nut you would think it'd be so so, so easy you'd think but it's it really isn't so, i mean like this one yeah this one's this one's definitely closer because it's like look take a game format that works in this case you know turn-based squad-based XCOM stuff and slap a superhero team on it yeah but then they're like no card system no original character do not steal yeah you know? do not steal it's it's very weird uh, they should do like uh like a like a Paper Mario persona with the Avengers where you like hang out at Avengers Tower. That'd be pretty cool. Or no, the X-Men. The X-Men is even better for an RPG. Mm -hmm. You get guys to join your team and it's all like turn-based persona and shit. That'd be pretty cool. 
that Guardians game looks okay, but it also doesn't look like anything I too special. I really think we need to see more about that. Like, I, I like some of the designs and everything on that felt like the villains and everything and the costuming, but like we need to see more of that because that game comes out in less than a month. It comes out too soon. That's the yeah. thing. Well, well, I think we might see more because there's a big PlayStation event happening the end of this week. That's um, true. So I might, we might get to see something there, but like, yeah, just show us something. Cause we did, did you see, I don't know whether you saw it, but they, they've just been releasing like little fluff pieces on it. They, they actually made like an eighties rock band for it to do the music. Oh really? And every, yeah, they, they went hardcore into the music and it's got like its own original oh. music, like eighties, like rock songs plus like licensed music. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, the captain couldn't saying, I find it weird. They're calling it midnight suns instead of midnight suns. S O N. Yeah, me too. I kept checking it several times thinking I was writing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That I was like, yeah. When you sent me the thing, I'm like, no, he's written, written that wrong. It's S O N's not S U N. Wait, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> Someone in the chat saying, remember the ultimate Alliance games. Uh, yeah, you can only remember them because no one can buy them or play them legally anymore. Really? Yes, there's some, like, freaking legal dispute with the rights owner. That's why they, like, showed up on, like, the PlayStation Network for, like, a minute and then oh, were yeah. gone again. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Which really sucks because that format, the Ultimate Alliance, you know, like, X-Men, because they did one with them first format, was really good. And I feel like they should have been working to evolve that concept. I know they had one on the Switch, and <laughs> it was all right, but it wasn't, like, quite there yet. No, no. It felt weird. <laughs> Yeah, like, it was fun, but yeah, there was just something off about how it played, and all the villains were damaged sponges, and that wasn't fun either. No. Yeah, so that wasn't great. Again, the the truly great superhero games, you know, are still, you can still basically count them on one hand. The Arkham Knights, your Spider-Mans, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Deadpool was fun, but I wouldn't call it great. It was pretty no. good. It was pretty no. good. <laughs> the Punisher on the PS2 from Violition, which we can agree is one of the best. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's a hill i'll fucking die on i don't care <laughs> which hey violation speaking of them uh, at the same show they're actually doing another saints row which works for me because if we got to wait six years for a new grand theft auto i'll happily take some saints to tie yeah and I, yeah i like that it's like a different setting and they've kind of eased back on the wackiness of it as well yes as you have to like some people that's the problem it's like no guys you couldn't take this any further they were fucking fighting johnny gat in hell and it was a musical and everything it's like guys you, you gotta bring yeah, it back a bit your character was like the president and he had like yes. he went into like vr superpowers. worlds and had superpowers and yeah yeah again you can't you can't keep going any further on that or you're just putting a hat on a hat and you know what i'm fine with that too because like hey I think Saints Row 2 was actually the best one yes. when it was when when you had wacky yes. and silly characters but serious shit still happened mm-hmm. so yeah. the comedy was funny, you know. Yeah. It's cuz you didn't expect that to happen. Again, you know, you, you, when you go too crazy all the time and everything is a joke, mm-hmm. it's hard to keep up with it. Yeah, and and this yeah, th- this new one looks looks pretty decent. Like I like the change of setting as well. It's more again, it's more kind of in line with like GTA 5 how it's like set out in in the um on the west coast and everything and yeah vegas and everything i uh i also liked the gangs because i always thought the villain (laughs) gangs are where the series lives and dies so you get like mayan inspired bikers with a bunch of like ms-13 tattoos like a wild west you know military corporation i like that Mm -hmm. and then you got like a bunch of burning man millennial influencers who love neon and started a cult and i'm like all right i'm in (laughs) 
of course, a lot of people were pissed off, too, because it's like, oh, well, this, you know, the Saints gang seems to be younger and trendier and, you know, perhaps maybe even oh, maybe queer, too. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Again, did, did you not miss that the boss could sleep with everyone in the first one? Yeah. Did, yeah. Did you not miss, like, how diverse the gangs were? Yeah, they were. Did you not miss that and the fact that, you know, a lot of the times they started as like, you know, ethnic stereotypes, but grew beyond that. So here we're starting <laughs> with them not being that and you have a problem and ah, people are mad at everything. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to check that out. You, you hear GTA 5, they might be going back to Vice City again to recreate, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, we did Liberty, we did Los Santos, so we might do Vice City again. I hope so. There's that, and apparently there's rumors that they're doing Vice City, but also you can travel back and forth to Cuba as well. Like Cuba is going to be a map there as well. Well, that kind of makes sense because I think they did that in a uh, in a GTA Five update. They like oh, um, yeah. they like did like a uh, like a, where you have like a mission in like Cuba or like their version of Cuba or something. Yeah, the the Capeo heist or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and then, um, that might have been like a dry run or something. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, that looks fun. I'd like to play that. Well, you got to spend millions of dollars of in-game money to even get to that <laughs> point. And I did pick up GTA Online again this week, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I quit, because this is like fucking kicking yourself in the balls to play yeah, if you it, don't have it, an actual team. It's such a weird online game, because it's like it they, they want new players to come, and it's like, well, you, there's no way like a new player would be able to even thrive in this. You would have to have been playing since day one to even or, like do anything. Or dump a shit ton of money yeah. into it. To well, I think that's, that's that's why how it's set like that. So to make people buy the fucking chart cards and people buy and it ends up making like billions of dollars a year. Oh yeah. Oh, it's it's one of their most popular things. It's more popular than Red Dead Online, which is yeah. why Red Dead doesn't get nearly as well, many updates. Well, they fucking fumbled Red Dead Online's fucking online features anyway. So yeah, <laughs> it's a shame because I like Red Dead Online because mm -hmm. you can do stuff solo and you don't need mm -hmm. a team and there's less griefers. The actual like community on Red Dead Online is nicer and more mature. <laughs> Also, Captain Kuhn helping us out again. Never forget Spider-Man 3, the video game, had better motivation for Sandman to help Venom at the end than just revenge. Yes, actually, yeah, I remember the finale of that game very well, that his daughter was actually in the trunk of the car from the thing, and I'm like, oh, wow, the video game people wrote a better ending. <laughs> I remember that one quite vividly. So, yeah, here's Midnight Suns. It could go either way. Again, Matt and I are uh, uncertain about that card thing, but yeah. the rest of it looks yeah, I, I might give it a go, but I might, like, just wait and see what the reviews say about it. <laughs> yeah, we will have to wait and see. But, hey, you know, company, if you need comic book tastemakers to play the game for you for free and talk it up, I mean, we're here. <laughs> I mean, we're not sure about the car things, but we could be made sure for the right price. <laughs> I'm very easy to buy. Just give, just give me the game for free, please. <laughs> That's all I want. Is that too much? Apparently it is. Uh, now, our next story here, again, uh, is, is basically a non-story, but it's something I know if we don't bring up, people will be asking. Uh, hey, Shang-Chi came out this week, and apparently it ended up breaking both pandemic box office records and apparently some Labor Day records as well. Yeah, and it's still doing all those records. It's it's on its way to make some god-awful amount of money Like can, it, like in a, in a pandemic that's like impressive. I think it was like, I want to say like 90 million or something. Yeah, pretty pretty fucking impressive. Good yeah. good for this movie. Good for Simulu. Uh, again, Matt and I didn't get a chance to see it because we weren't ready to brave theaters yet. My family went to see it without me, so that was fun. Yeah, I'm probably going to be seeing it this coming weekend. 
yeah, I don't know if I'm feeling it yet. Again, you know, when it happens, you'll definitely have to talk about it. I know it comes out on the app in like 45 days, which it's normally a 90 day. So, you know, it's quicker at least. Yeah, well, I, I, know, I know for you, you guys, it's it's harder to see movies because like, yeah, it's like we've got a, we've got the, the, the COVID stuff kind of like down pat here. And it's yeah. like like we didn't have any community transmissions this today. Oh, so like, I... so that's pretty good numbers numbers are shooting back up in uh what is it in canada so i mm -hmm. i wouldn't be able to enjoy myself seeing it when i see a movie i like to enjoy it i don't want to be on edge and i've already rolled the dice enough in the last week going down to the city you know being mm -hmm. around a bunch of old people and everything so i'm yeah. not gonna you know roll the dice again for shang chi yeah no yeah no I, as, as i've been saying no movie is worth braving this like i know i know all those fucking directors and say like, no you gotta go see fucking dune mm. or tenant mm. in, in cinema you gotta go see i'm like no i'm not risking getting a respiratory virus just because yes. you want me to see your film on a big screen <laughs> and spreading it to other people also yeah hey you know easy for you to say mr rich hollywood director man who could probably afford the regeneron and anything else he needed to get over this yep quicker than a regular person and you know who you could afford to take work off and everything else but yeah sure i'm sure i'm sure it's very worth it mm -hmm. we live in such a weird time too because it's like you know this is out don't breathe two is out but don't breathe two is already like on the apps now so it's like yeah. you know, we're doing day and date yeah and, and and people people don't seem to realize as well that that's actually working like people movies are making like a bit of money on these apps yeah like probably you gotta, more so than they'd make in in fucking theaters now I, you gotta wonder too if it wasn't for the whole scarlett johansson you know uh lawsuit that's happening right now and a lot of disney's people getting upset about them putting it on digital and having no theater release at all would they have just put this up on the app probably because you figure they did it to all the other ones. They did it with Ryan the Last Dragon, which is pretty good. They did it with Cruella, which I didn't see. They did it with Jungle Cruise, which I still need to see. <laughs> and it's like one of these things not like the other. One of these things is Shang-Chi. They, they, yeah, they, they might have done that or they might have just waited just because, like, this is kind of like an important movie as well. Very. Like, so I don't think they'd want to be like, oh, we're just going to dump it on the app on a Friday afternoon, you know? Yeah. Even if it is a Labor Day weekend, but still. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, our news about Shang Chi is that we have no news about Shang Chi. <laughs> I've heard is I've heard is really fucking good, and the fight scenes I've, in it are fantastic. I heard it's good, and I hear it also goes places you're not expecting because there's like a whole middle half that has not even been like you know breached in the trailer, and there's like mm -hmm. magic animals and shit. Mm -hmm. Also, yes, Mulan that was one, and Black Widow itself. So they did quite a few. This is the first one they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder, wonder, so, wonder what this also means for like, because we've got um, Eternals coming out in a couple of months yes. as well and Spider-Man and everything. I guess at this rate, if they made this type of money, this is probably going to tell them, hey, make them go to a theater anyway. Yeah, well, again, if, if Eternals can do the same numbers that this did, they'd probably just leave it in cinemas just because like that, yeah. that'd be pretty good for, for Eternals, you know? You know, no yeah. one knows what fuck Eternals is. <laughs> Yeah, again, I, I don't know. We, we live in a weird time now of releases, and I wonder, you know, God willing, when all of this, you know, gets under control, uh, like how they're going to change it up and everything. Yeah. If they're going to change it up, or if this is just the way we see movies now. I, I, oh, yeah, well, I, I definitely think that there's now going to be a place for, for day and date streaming. Yeah. 
And I, I, mean, I think even like HBO Max is, is stated as like, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a bunch of movies we make that will be specifically for streaming. Like The Many Saints of Newark. Yeah, and all I their think. most of their DC movies featuring minority characters. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that's a that's a spicy someone a someone pointed that out to me the other day i'm like i never noticed that you're just totally fucking right it's like your what blue beetles your bad girls and all that they're all going to streaming what the fuck which seems even weirder now when black panther and shang chi and everything yeah, freaking yeah. break massive records and become cultural touchstones for people yeah yeah it's a fuck of a thing all right, well, that's all the news for this week, everyone there. Hope you enjoyed that. We caught up on some pretty big topics. Uh, we can talk about what we read this week, which, again, because it was kind of the end of the month, wasn't a lot of books, but there was some pretty big titles, though, wasn't there, Matt? There was, yeah. Where would you like to begin? Uh, well, let's begin with uh, Marvel's new event, Dark Ages. Yeah, wow, you know, uh, this... Uh, I know this one had a lot of eyes on it because it had like kind of a shaky release schedule. We heard it was in the works for a while. We're like, is it coming out? Is it not coming out? It did come out, and boy, howdy, did this one knock my socks off and absolutely destroy any other preconceived notion. This one fucking ruled. Yeah, it was so fucking good, wasn't it? What a strong first issue. Like, again, it's really hard to nail such a strong first issue and this is like okay you've hooked me now i'm all on board yeah what was uh strange to me about it is like with with taylor's like other work in like this sort of realm where it's like alternate reality mm. dc universe marvel universe uh like his his events usually drip feed you like what's going yeah. on like like the premise of it basically over the first like three or four issues here we're just like giving it all in the first issue it's true, yeah. This was like some really, really uh, good world building right out of the gate. In many ways, this feels like a grand culmination of Taylor's other work. Where it's like, so I'm going to use the apocalypse as an excuse to show heroes being heroes and the better angels of humanity and everything. I'm also going to create my own original world where I can be free killing whoever I want. <laughs> and yet he does it so masterfully in 22 pages. And oh yeah, I'm also going to shine the spotlight on characters that don't normally get it and show how cool they they are again he did this all in deceased and everything with like having uh like the unkillables you know john constantine and mm -hmm. jason todd and all these characters that like never really get anything in in big events you know mm -hmm. he did all that for them and he's doing it here for marvel as well also, do you love fan service and younger characters? Because I sure do. Hey, look, freaking Peter's got his daughter that you all wanted so badly, and he's happily <laughs> married to MJ. Hey, you miss Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? Well, guess what? She's a focal point of this, and because we're jumping ahead in the future seven years, she's going to get to grow up. Yeah, that, that's awesome. That's awesome so good and also too it's like even even just like a like a solid premise where it's like yeah how come no one's done this before what if what if there was some sort of calamity that didn't destroy earth but irrevocably changed it to the point where there's no more electricity yeah it's like yeah earth isn't like ripped apart and it's not like some post-apocalyptic wasteland like a future imperfect or anything it's just uh, the power's turned off <laughs> yeah, how does that change society yeah yeah we, we, we've fused with a universe where electricity cannot exist which unfortunately means yeah no computers no cars no anything and also all our robot friends die yeah i also like the idea that like okay so like uh they've got all this it's been seven years so like it's like well why hasn't anyone like tried to sort this out it's like well if they did then that whole unmaker thing will turn back on and just destroy the world True so like enough, so yeah. like there's like this dilemma it's like 
well, we could turn back on and go back to the way everything was, but then we'd have to deal with the Unmaker again and try and defeat them. And that almost it took like a team of some of our strongest characters to just do this to him. So, like, what do we do? <laughs> it's the ultimate rock in a hard place situation. Yeah. I also like Spider Man being like, yeah, and things sucked for a little bit, but you know what? We all came together and things were better. And then yeah. the apocalypse happened. <laughs> Literally, the apocalypse. <laughs> Literally. I love that, too, where, like, everyone's so terrified. Like, oh, the Unmaker is coming. It's setting off Spider-Sense and Psychics all the world over. And everyone's in pain. And then you see N7 Savanur there just grooving on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> it's going to fucking unmake everything. I'm so stoked about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just sitting there with a big villainous erection because it's like either he'll kill all the people i hate or something like this will happen yeah yeah it's it's great the, the unmaker as well is like an interesting character because they're very they're technically not the thing that causes this whole event no no they like, are a road doctor strange o- opening the the portal and everything and yeah they're used as like a an item that like oh well if they change the world back then that will that will the unmaker will come back and start fucking everything up Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and we also get like a glimpse of apocalypse's new like running crew there we <laughs> see miles who's fused with two symbiotes and looking <laughs> horrifying yeah a steampunk iron man which that's fucking cool it's such a tony thing too i can't be without my technology i can't be out without my suit i'm gonna make a goddamn steam-powered suit <laughs> i'm gonna strap a train engine to my back and you can't stop me <laughs> well peter did the same thing he's got like steam-powered like uh web shooters which is very cool yeah we've seen some of the other costumes that are coming down the pipeline and they look great yeah they they look all fantastic all fantastic i can't wait to learn more about this world where it's like okay well yeah who's alive who's dead now who's like different does doc ock can he still work his arms or do they not work anymore how does anything work now like what about just guys who have cybernetic enhancements like freaking the reavers they can't work because they got mostly robot parts yeah well we saw some of that we saw like viv vision going offline because like she's all robots so like okay so that means like all these robot people die is like Deathlock. like what well, what's his deal he's like half he cybernetic half is he yeah half alive i like as well he uh taylor also like plants seeds and but he did this in in um deceased and everything where it's like oh we got a page of like the vision disappearing into the unmaker mm. and it's like ah he's he's gonna be coming back in the third act and the the you know the fight's almost over is almost one and the vision's gonna come back usually how it works yeah is forge the most useless x-men now because <laughs> he can't do technology yeah forge <laughs> and whiz kid <laughs> Uh, does cable get better or worse with the techno organic virus yeah good question <laughs> wow i never considered that you're absolutely right dude i mean i guess shocker can't shock stuff no more no no a lot of spider-man's villains you know with their technology can't do shit no more Yeah. what happens with pe- with uh characters who can like utilize electricity like um like electro yeah yeah like electro or like mutants who can like whose mutant gene allows them to use electricity do they are they dead do they not have powers is he just matt dylan tevia says what about nightcrawler well you'll notice that nightcrawler has no electricity based power so i think he's fine <laughs> wherever he is i'm sure he's I'm fine, sure he's fine. I'm sure he's okay. In fact, I'm sure he's sitting on a beach drinking a little umbrella. See, they always need teleportation, so he's okay. And with no cars, (laughs) he's going to be in high demand, all the teleporters, you see. (laughs) 
and people who can fly. Although I guess Falcon can't fly anymore, can he? Because his wings are robotic. Shit. Yeah, well, they, they they might do something where he has like a wingsuit or something. I guess. It, you know, it's fun too. I I really liked what Taylor did here because he did a great job using every bit of the Marvel universe. So we got Avengers and X Men and Fantastic Four and Runaways and everything all hanging out together and Champions. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh shit, he's got all the teams. Yeah, they're all there. And it, all there. Well, what's interesting as well uh, is this is a world where mutants don't have Krakoa. Yeah. They're just, you know, mutants as yeah. we know them. Yeah. It's pretty solid. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about this series. I can't wait for more. Again, goddamn, this is such a strong issue. Like, it's very rare that, like, you read an issue one and it's like, okay, this is already a hot contender for, like, top ten of the year. Yeah, it makes me even more excited for his upcoming uh, DC book, The Dark Knights mm. of Steel, and, like, whether he does sort of the same thing there very much so yeah just goddamn tom taylor at the height of his fucking power right now he's he's so strong <laughs> no one could stop him he's so strong at multiple companies you know one company cannot hold him down <laughs> tevi also asking about ultron uh yeah i'm guessing all synthesoids are offline so for once you don't have to worry about ultron yeah ultron i imagine annihilus people like that yeah yeah, all that, all them robot guys. Yeah, Pimtron is useless because he's just half a guy now. Yeah, now that that also asks the question: Is it only Earth that's affected, or is like other races? Because oh. they could could like other races come to Earth to try and invade them, but then they arrive yeah. on Earth and they're like fleets just Their fall shit out of the working. yeah, just falls out of the sky. Yeah, that's a hell of a thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right because you figure, well, there's a lot of spacefaring teams. What's stopping the Guardians? The Guardians? Uh, yeah, yeah, or the Star Jammers from coming to help them? It's like, oh yeah, that. Because yeah. their shit would instantly stop working as soon yeah. as they is there landed. like a, a DMZ barrier? Yeah, yeah. Like the Nova Corps is just like, yeah, can't come here no more. <laughs> yeah, your shit stopped working. Yeah, Earth is it's the like Alabama the Bermuda of the Triangle of, of space. Oh yeah, don't even go. Don't even stop for gas there. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, or Chris, something just broke. Yes, in the background, the windows are open. I will. That's a problem for future Joel, not now, Joel. <laughs> just, just someone breaking into your house. Yeah, I'm just being home invaded. Well, you know, I live on the second floor, so, you know, if they really wanted to break in here, I have to respect their hustle. <laughs> I really, I really do. Man, I have such a fucked up recurring nightmare because I sleep with my window open and, like, the blinds, like, move at night. And I've got, like, thick, heavy blackout curtains so I can sleep during the day because I'm that kind of guy. And I swear at least once or twice a week I will wake up having a horrible nightmare thinking the grim specter of death is hanging over. I'm like, no, it's just my curtains. <laughs> COVID like, oh, has come. yeah oh, someone's coming through the window to get me ah no it's just uh it's just my curtains it's just my curtains that's all it is so you're going to be lowered into a false sense of security so when death does come and that's the problem yeah see i'm just gonna think it's my curtains the one time i shouldn't think it's my curtains but yeah uh, dark age totally fucking kicks ass it's really good if you haven't read it you really should mm -hmm. it's just that good so uh, where we want to go after that, Matt? Uh, well, D DC had their big event as well. They had the penultimate issue of Infinite Frontier. Yeah, man, this thing is moving at such a pace. Yeah, again, it's penultimate issue already. And they, and they do a lot in this issue of Infinite Frontier, don't they? They, they certainly do. They tie together so many different plot lines together. And also, hey, we get to pat ourselves on the back because we were totally correct about something. Uh, Extract absolutely is a Cameron Chase from another Earth. Yeah, yeah. I, it was funny. Like, just before a review, I was, like, oh, was going to be Cameron Chase. I'm like, it's so obvious. Why, like, 
like yeah. why wasn't i through the whole issues like being like hey, that's camera chase stop fucking around with it but i wasn't yeah absolutely that's totally what it is and uh although it's it gets, it gets a little bit more interesting because this cameron chase claims to be the original cameron chase yeah. from earth 2 and the one we've been following has actually been a fake yeah and and that's not earth 2 new 52 earth 2 that's earth 2 pre original 1985 the original earth 2 that flash crossed over with <laughs> Which gets a shit ton of love in this issue because Mr. Bones, who on planet Omega, they start screwing with, you know, characters, very beings, and he becomes the old Mr. Bones from Earth 2 with the cape and everything. It's funny. It's, 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 it's all, this has almost become like, like Earth 2's revenge, like, it story. It really is. And it makes it, and they're completely justified in it because they're like, and again, all the multiverse is completely justified. And it's just like, whenever there's an, a crisis event, it's always Earth 0 that fucking gets the the good deal while every other earth is like destroyed or erased from history and everything and it fucking sucks and it's like yeah i kind of you know sympathize with these villains it, it's true i mean that was psycho pirates whole like raison d'etre and the way he was able yeah. to recruit everyone into injustice league incarnate and i'm like honestly he makes a really good point <laughs> yeah and uh i like the idea as well it's like dark side he's he he's not like an evil scheming villain in this he's like He's always like nigh a god basically because he's all yeah. versions of Darkseid in one. But Edwards, uh, yeah. but I like that he's offering like a protection racket <laughs> for basically, these. Uh, yeah. yeah, but he's like if you if you like be with join me, me, join me, and like give me your power and everything. Whenever there's another crisis, I'll protect you from Earth Zero. <laughs> I will keep you safe. Which yeah, as far as villainous plans go, it's certainly different. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, too, a lot of Earths go along with him. Mr. Bones, who, you know, is kind of like, you know, a morally gray villain. He goes along with it. Machine Head goes along with it. A lot yeah. of characters who we actually like are like, hey, man, I'm sorry. You know, I can't trust Earth Zero and the League to, you know, have our best interests in mind. Yeah, it's all completely justified. Yeah, which is good. I love that moral ambiguity we got going on there. I, I love Jade after like multiple issues of her brother and father trying to save her. She just beats the shit out of Bones and saves them. Yeah, I, well, I like that. That was like a running thing with them, where it's, they're like, "We're gonna go save Jade. We know she doesn't actually need saving, but we're gonna go look for her anyway because you know she's our you know daughter and and uh, sister, sister and everything." So yeah, <laughs> that's great. And also, hey because she reformed infinity inc and mr bones was an infinity inc villain back in the day <laughs> yep so that's actually super cool that they brought that together and you know tied that all up in a pretty bow Ooh, uh calvin ellis gets an amazing moment where he breaks through like the chains of omega earth and it's like superman 233 from 71 yeah exactly the same it's so good it's so good so such a great image i'm like ooh, the artist and writer knew what they were doing here this is super sick awesome and we also discover what calvin ellis is weak against in this issue yeah it's not kryptonite not like you think no no not the type of kryptonite like you think no no it's it's meta knight which i'm like oh that's funny because obviously you know uh ellis is a morrison creation and morrison always loves working with meta text in their story so the only thing that can hurt <laughs> their <Meta> superman <laughs> is is literally meta textual stuff oh no it hurts <laughs> uh but yeah just just so much fun there uh roy finally gets to have his big badass hero moment there and die that, you know, <laughs> and die kind of yeah it's a whole thing there for where it's like look you know i i desperately wanted to save my daughter 
and you know i thought she was here and now that i know that she's not here i can finally cut loose because you know this is you know the sacrifice that i'm willing to make mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's really cool and also he gets a name there apparently yes he is the omega lantern mm-hmm. yeah and his symbol which, turns into like the dark side omega symbol which yeah what is it pirate already had yeah which is funny, too, because I know a lot of people are like, wait, didn't we already have an Omega Lantern in one of the Green Lantern books? Yeah, probably, but it's not that kind of Omega. It's Omega as an no, Omega Sanctum. That was an Omega Omega, Omega Man Omega Lantern. <laughs> yes, it's what that one was. It's, it's a little different. But yeah, I, I like that, that it's like, yeah, his ring works differently because it's from a different Earth. Yeah. You know, and it's apparently also the same lantern ring that Batman used to bring people back from the dead at the end yes. of Death Metal. So we're still But it's also it. not a lantern ring. It's something yeah. else. We're not told exactly what it is, but it's something else, something older than that. Hmm. Wonder what that's going to be. Yeah. Probably uh, something from Earth 2. Probably. Because hasn't everything been Or so something far? from the original Crisis. Or something from that because we're tying it all together. Yeah. So, yeah. It's been really good. It's been really solid. And yeah, we got one more issue to see where it all goes. Yeah, one more issue. Well, we know it goes into that Justice Incarnate book. Yeah, I guess so, right? It doesn't have to end. We just go from one series to another. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real solid stuff. Uh, What else did we have this week, Matt, that you wanted to talk about? I had one, two, like three more. What did you have? Uh, I guess I can talk about Spider-Man. So we had the finale of Sinister War the series but not the finale of sinister war the storyline yeah yeah okay so again spider-man gets beaten up in a graveyard some more yep okay which is li- <laughs> which has literally been the f- like last three issues of this yeah. four issue series yeah uh and he's like oh no what am i gonna do freaking you know sin eater he's on me with a shotgun oh, i know i'll gum up his shotgun so he blows himself up and i'm like really it was just that easy <laughs> didn't he do that before no, he didn't actually. I'm like, really? You had that trick in your back pocket and you're only using it now? <laughs> I, I always felt like he did that in the, uh, when Sinita was gunned for him during the Kindred event. I'm sure. Maybe, maybe he did. <laughs> maybe Sinita just didn't learn. <laughs> yeah, maybe he did and I forgot about it. You could be right. You could possibly be right. <laughs> but yeah, so that's a whole thing. And it's like, oh no, I, I, I got to get away from these guys, you know, away from the public, even though I'm in an empty graveyard. <laughs> and there's no one from the public around I, I gotta get away oh no Moreland has got me now and he's you know drinking my soul as he is wont to do how am i gonna get out of this one uh boomerang sacrifices himself to save spider-man oh okay e- even though they had really only had one conversation before this this is i this is where the story needed to go though because boomerang betrayed him several arcs back so he needed to redeem himself here and so he just kind of does it without a lot of fanfare or buildup. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it, it all just happens really, really quickly, too, because he dies, which means the superior foes are like, ah, fuck Kindred and fuck these other guys. We're going to fight them. And also Beetle ends up joining her old team, too, even though she hated Boomerang as well. She put that all aside because, you know, they all really loved Fred. So they actually back Spider-Man up. But it doesn't matter because it's Doc Ock who actually saves the day. Okay. Because Doc Ock's like, fuck working with Kindred. This is all bullshit. I was sure to uh, take Black Ant's helmet and tune it to take control of all centipedes, which I did. But I didn't do it because, you know, I like you, Spider-Man, or because I'm a good guy. I did it for me. Of course. Haha. I'm also mad at you because now I won't get the information that I wanted. That had something to do with the end of my series, but whatever. (laughs) 
who who remembers and then Doctor Strange and Mephisto are still playing a casino game in hell and apparently their casino game was representing the fight or the fight was representing the casino game and Doctor Strange won this game because all the Sinister Sixes were defeated but Mephisto's like don't worry he's gonna lose the next hand though ha 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 <laughs> and that's where that one ends and I'm like okay so I liked what you did with Auk and Boomerang but I didn't like that it took us like basically two issues of nothing to get here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if the, if that and also to the fact that it's like oh Spider Man's gonna fight six different versions of the Sinister Six. Yeah, ultimately that had nothing to do with the fight with Kindred at all. <laughs> that was just that something was, else. <laughs> that was just kind of a roadblock. <laughs> that was a mild roadblock they needed to overcome, which he did very easily in the end. Oh my god. <laughs> And I'm just like, wow, way to squander an actually pretty cool idea. Also, I am almost certain that this was supposed to be six issues that got cut down to four. It seems like it, because, yeah, there's, like, a lot of... um Dead air. Dead air, and, like, um the, the, the tie-ins don't seem... Like, the, the Amazing Spider-Man issues uh, that tie into this... Are completely to... unconnected to yeah, the fight. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it feels like there was meant to all be sort of longer or something, mm -hmm. yeah. We got, we got a whole side series about a fight that ultimately ended up not mattering at all to who Kindred is and what their ultimate plan is. Mm -hmm. Which is a shame, because the lead-up was so cool about six different Sinister Sixes. Mm -hmm. That didn't matter. So, that was that. Man, I hope the rest of the story uh, sticks the landing. Yeah. Yeah, we got uh, we got some time to get there. Yeah. Also, I think I said before that Batman ended at 74. No, it didn't. Spider-Man ends at 74. <laughs> yeah, the same thing. <laughs> they're both they're both ending. That's what happened. They're both ending. <laughs> but yeah, so it was oh boy, it was it was something. It was, yeah. It was certainly something. Uh what did you have, Matt? Uh let's have a look. Uh oh, I had the absolute final issue of Batman Superman from Gene oh, Yang, yes. the, the 2021 annual which was it it wasn't the end of the whole uh archive of world story because that ended in the actual book this was like a a follow-on adventure oh right basically. okay and it, it again i don't know whether i talked about that last issue but in that in that last issue that actually connected up with the infinite frontier oh did it yeah dark side ends up getting some of the archives of worlds like hmm. some some of the film reels with like different worlds on it Oh no shit! So I don't know, don't know what fuck he's gonna be doing with that. No, I don't know either. Especially because like, hey, the the book is done now, which is such a shame. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, especially, but like, it went out on a high on this issue because this this issue, holy shit, was so fucking good. So the the whole premise is that Batman and Superman of the of those two worlds from the archive of worlds mm. switch places because to deal with villains that their skills are suited for. Right. um so and the book is you can read it front to back for the superman part of the story and then back to front for the batman part of the story and they meet in the uh -huh. middle oh oh that's very interesting yeah uh so the superman part is he goes to uh the world of the night to the the gotham there and teams with uh jim gordon and the eagle which is alfred's persona uh oh, which is basically yeah. just kato like green hornets <laughs> kato um, yes i've seen that panel i'm pretty sure uh to fight uh the evil uh warden luther of of um uh arkham there um who has taken control of uh the whole arkham thanks to taking the mind of another luther from who was the unknown wizard uh he mm, takes his yes, mind and, and kind of becomes like a 
like a, a, a brainiac amalgamation sort of thing uh, oh. and he ends up turning arkham into lexopolis big, oh that's big, big city and everything so superman's like okay i'll stop this you know he's a he's a mad scientist it's you know what i do uh, and he ends up uh, getting defeated like almost straight away because um, Lex is able to control the minds of all like the villains. So like Poison Ivy, um, Two-Face, who is Harvey Dent and Metallo. So like one half oh, of him shit. is like Metallo, the other half is Harvey Dent. That's pretty clever. Um, a man bat who can turn into man bats. <laughs> Multiple. Um, so yeah, Superman ends up getting wiped out from that. And he ends up getting rescued by Spider Lady, which is this world's Lois Lane. Lois Lane, and yes, I the the that. Lois Lane that he falls in love with, and uh, that ends up being sort of his driving force. Is like he wanted to come to this world because he knew he would see that Lois again. Mm. Um, but as we find out that the device he's using, which is an Omni battery, which Superman is uh, familiar with, because his world had one before, thanks to Martha Wayne. Um, right, he finds right. that, that that battery has been changed here and is actually powered by Rudy Jones, the parasite. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, uh, and they find out that his family are there and uh, he got taken to Arkham and like experimented on and everything, and that's how mm. he became the parasite. Um, but they, he, Superman ends up taking his family to see him and like convincing Rudy to turn into a good guy and fight oh. Lex. And yeah, they end up fighting Lex and... Uh, the, the, that part of the issue ends with Lois uh, being taken to the, the Fortress of the Night, which is a uh, Fortress of Solitude Batcave hybrid that ah, this Batman fun. and Superman have made in a reality between their realities. So it's kind of like oh, the House shit. of Heroes. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, and um, they end up going there, and then the story ends with uh, them hearing Batman and Robin coming. And that's when, <laughs> and then you flip it over and read the Batman side, and he's gone to Superman's world. Um, to fight uh, Martha Wayne and Bizarro Two Face, who is Bruce, the Bruce Wayne of Superman's world, who yeah, got turned he, into he took too much venom. Yeah. yeah, he turned into like a half Bizarro, half Bruce. So instead of like the Two Face and Harvey, it's Bruce and Two Face and uh, Bizarro. Sorry. So like he speaks backwards sometimes, but then speaks like Bruce sometimes. That's funny. very very cool. So he ends up fighting him and like he realizes that it's like father's day and it's like oh because it's like the opposite he goes and breaks his mother out mm. of jail and right and he thinks that he's going to kill martha for what he did to him but then because it's the opposite he was never going to kill him and then bruce, <laughs> bruce introduces him to that coin and being like oh. okay we'll use this coin if it if it lands on the x you kill her if it doesn't you don't <laughs> you don't kill her but he, he like tricks Ballsy him move. and tricks him and like because it's the opposite when he says he's going to kill him is not going to kill him because it's the opposite and with the coin he, he's able to trick him and like take him back to prison and everything um and there's like the subplot with the alfred of that world which was bane yes um yes, he he, he wanted um um because uh martha was free from prison he wanted uh martha brought back to her him so uh he could protect her um but because batman and robin didn't do that he gets angry and seeks revenge on them and we find out he's oh. upgraded his serum and when he activates it he turns into doomsday oh shit so unexpected batman and robin have to lure him back into the fortress of the night which is where they pick up from the end of the superman uh, story and, and superman, all the problems superman is in the uh, ends up fighting doomsday and defeating him 
That's fun. Yeah, wow. It's nice to know that story had a big ending there, considering they cut it so short. I know. It, like, again, like, this wasn't even really the ending to it. This was just, like, an adventure. This is what we could do more of. Let's do more of this sort of stuff. Do you, I know we, like, theorized before. Do you think the reason they cut this, you know, Batman-Superman series so short is because they want the book to become something else? Maybe John and Jace as that's the what I, Yeah, that's what, that's what I think as well. But also, it's like... If they did that, like, I feel like Gene, like, I, I know he's not the type of writer to half-ass it, but, like, if he learned no. that, he, like, he could have easily gone, like, oh, well, you know, this ain't going anywhere, I'm just, yeah, what, fuck it, stop gap arc, you know, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. But there was, like, so much, like, effort and everything put into this, and creativity and everything, and, like, makes me feel like, yeah, we're gonna go and get to see more of this, and with the Infinite Frontier connection. yeah. I hope this gets a good collection because I feel like this story is evergreen enough and free from so much continuity, except for the Infinite Frontier thing, that you could probably sell it as its yeah. own graphic novel. Yeah, no, well, like, he basically created his own DC universe with this he sort did. of stuff. Yeah. Multiple. You, you just be like, okay, we've got a Batman and Superman here who are like the 1940 versions of the characters. And, you know, they, they team up every now and then with El Diablo and Alana Strange and all these weird and wonderful versions of like the, the, the main continuity. Yeah. Crazy, crazy thing. Uh, well, I'm glad you liked it there and I'm glad that it ended there. It took the wind out of my sails when I knew it was canceled. Yeah. 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 At least they got to finish the story. At least it wasn't just like ended abruptly. Yeah. And now we're done. Yeah. Well, that's good uh again one batman story deserves another i had batman fear state alpha number one this week as well yes yes not a not a hell of a lot happened in this one it's setting up a lot of tie-ins that i was either gonna read anyway because i was reading the book or not i saw that list of tie-ins and just got so tired <laughs> yeah i'm just like come so on, guys. many so many this is such this is such a simple story this is just like come on you know the city goes fear crazy this is really all you need it, how, how many ways are you going to spin this it's even worse because i caught up on our nightwing recently yeah, yeah. and it's even worse because we had that last nightwing issue where it's like okay he's, he's announced the foundation what's yep. next uh fear, fear state, state. Uh, oh, taking all the wind out of the sails <laughs> yeah yeah he's not going to be in bloodhaven anymore he's going to be in gotham i know the the only part from this that i think really stuck out that i enjoyed was we actually get to see the original meeting between simon saint and mm-hmm. uh jonathan crane yeah the, the 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 foundation of like everything and we learned that fear state is a theory that jonathan had and was working on mm-hmm. and uh it's basically boils down to if you can push someone to like a breaking point or like a a society to like a breaking point they'll come out the other side different more or less uh jpod do i have to be reading slash caught up on batman to read this outfit uh yes very much absolutely you will not know who any of these new characters are that they're running with because obviously you know harley and the gardener take miracle molly and the insanity collective to poison ivy's garden to try and keep them safe because if saint and the peacekeepers manage to catch them they're going to scapegoat them for the terrorist attack and everything else and we're doing the queen ivy story but we're not doing it here we're doing it over in uh what is it the harley book so that's going to be that tie-in if you're so interested yeah, well, I, 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 I might read that. I don't, I don't know. I really, I just looked at that list of things. And I'm like, oh my god, like which ones of these books are gonna matter? For real, I get. I'm just gonna be reading Batman and Nightwing because they were the ones I was reading. Yeah, and Batwing, probably Detective. Yeah, Batwing, Nightwing, and Detective. Yeah. 
Those are those are the ones worth reading. So, you know, that's the thing that I'm going to be doing when I was going to be doing it anyway. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, you, honestly, too, you could probably skip this alpha because it's mostly just it's either reiterating stuff you already knew or setting up uh, what is it tie-ins that you may or may not be interested in. Yeah, I suppose if you wanted like a bit more of a better understanding on what a fear state is, you could read yeah. it. But like, I am sure they're going to reiterate it over and over again throughout this whole event. Super Speedster asking who is Queen Ivy. Queen Ivy is Poison Ivy, who seemingly went crazy and is more powerful now. But also, Poison Ivy is also there. But if you want to read more about it, read the Catwoman book, because apparently she's been in the Catwoman yeah, book this whole time. Yeah, I didn't time. know that. <laughs> Neither did I. Also, Roy Harper's daughter is also in the Catwoman yeah, book, and we see I her knew for that. a minute here. I knew that, yeah. Apparently, there's a fucking it's a big happening book, the Catwoman book, that none of us are reading. <laughs> it's a hell of a thing, man, I tells you. Yeah. It's a hell of a thing. <laughs> But yeah, so you can pretty much skip Batman Fear State Alpha. I, I'm literally struggling to try to remember what happened in it right now as we talk well, about again, it. Well, again, like, you've kind of talked about what happened. Yeah, like, there's that meeting with uh, Simon and Scarecrow where they set up, like, the whole Fear State thing, and we learn that they're, like, in League and then have always been in League. Uh, yeah. And then in the present, obviously, Scare like, Simon betrays Scarecrow and everything. I did like yeah. that Scarecrow uh not not only is he the villain he's not doing it out of like any mal seemingly malicious intent like he fully believes that he can save gotham oh yeah by doing this and like he doesn't want like money or anything he just wants credit no. he wants credit there's a bit of meta text going on there too where scarecrow's like i want to be as regarded as as big a villain as bane and joker yeah. i want a whole event dedicated to myself well here you go <laughs> Got a whole adventure. Also, he apparently stole some Mad Hatter tech too yep. to try and. That's also that's here. referenced in Future State as well. Okay, so especially that's in that Future State Gotham book. Yeah, so that's going to be a thing. Yeah, they even like, mentioned oh. Future State here. They call it the Future State of Gotham. <laughs> yes, I know they did there. Ha ha ha! That's funny. <laughs> uh, I I had one last book. How about you? Uh, what'd you have? Uh, I had Hellions, issue number 15, a major turning point for this series, actually. Okay. So, uh, for those who weren't keeping up with the book, uh, remember in X of Swords when Mr. Sinister sent a clone of himself to go to Erico to lead a mission that ended up going disastrously wrong, but it was really just a cover for him to steal genetic information? Yep. Well, Tarn the Uncaring, the villain from that story, who was like a sadist and cloner and basically the Erico mutant's answer to Sinister? Yep. Uh, he came back and he's like, hey, where's my DNA, jerk? Give it back. <laughs> Storm says I can't kill you because she's technically queen of Erico right now, but fuck you. I'm doing it anyway, and I'm going to murder the shit out of you and your team. <laughs> and also, the other Sinister is working for him now. He managed to turn him, but Sinister's not having that. He manages to get his clone back on his side by saying, look, I got a secret project you're going to positively love. I'm working on the Chimera Mutants. Ooh. From Hawks and Pox. Look, you know, tell you what, betray him and come work for me. So they totally betray the Hellions team and leave them behind to get murdered by Tarn and his people. <laughs> and the worst part is, is that, you know, uh, Psylox tries to make a deal with Tarn being like, look, I can tell you where he's going. Just don't kill me and my team. And Grey Crow, who's had a major crush on her the whole time, is like, wait, 
you know where he's going. Well, what's happening? So she has to be like, look, me and him have actually been screwing you guys over this whole time. You never defeated Arcade in Murder World. You never did any of this other stuff. We just tricked you into believing it to cover our path. Sorry. <laughs> you guys never won. You're never really a team. It's been nothing but failures. And Grey Crow goes fucking nuts and he gets like the biggest 90s gun and he starts killing all the Locust Vile. <laughs> just going crazy this is his big moment there and uh, apparently these guys are way scarier when they're dying because like one of them the big gross baby one is going to explode and take the entire universe with them oh awesome yeah so tarn has to get out of there and they're like good tarn is gone finally we hellions can kick the shit out of uh mr sinister and he's like no no no, wait you you can't do it because i'm holding like what is it the the brain backup of psylocke's daughter hostage <laughs> And unlike the other ones in Krakoa, there's only one. And if you kill me, I'll delete it. But also, too, don't worry, because here's my finished Chimera Mutant. It's a Mr. Sinister with all of Tarn's power. Oh, that's awesome. So Sinister made himself the first Chimera Mutant, and he made himself a god. Uh, of course he did. Of course. And he's like, okay, so we're cool, right? You know, you're not going to do this. And it's at this point, Empath, who hasn't done much for like the last several issues, goes, yeah, I'm not going to let this happen because I've actually been working for Emma Frost this whole time. <laughs> she put me undercover with the Hellions to break up this plot. He then takes control of Havoc and Havoc blows up the whole clone lab. Oh, uh, that's great. And I'm like, that's such a freaking smart move because it's like, yeah, Empath was one of her students, wasn't he? Yeah. This also begs the question, is Emma Frost, like, the biggest hero in Krakoa? Because she's stopping Beast from war crime, and she's stopping Sinister from making Chimera mutants. She's, like, freeing slaves and, like, feeding the poor in Madripoor in her own book. She, I think she's, she's, like, like it's, it's, it's really funny because she's, like, the only one who's, like, genuinely doing good things. Yeah, trying to check everyone else's bullshit. Yeah. Which is ironic because it's like, wasn't she like an amoral villainous before? Yeah. yeah, but the promise of Krakoa actually made her better. She's actually living the dream that Xavier wanted them to do, where it's like, no, if we all come together on an island and forgive each other our sins, we'll see, you know, the better angels and we'll see them do better. She's the only one who's actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. And I guess Apocalypse a little bit, but he was being pretty self serving there, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because it was about his wife and his yeah. children and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. He didn't really think about everyone else. Yeah, I really didn't think that Emma would be the one true hero of the Krakoa <laughs> era. <laughs> and, like, I keep waiting for her to break bad, too. It's like, yeah, but what are you really yeah. after, What's though? your end game and here, Frost? <laughs> for real. Oh, and as Chemdog says, Empath was an original Hellion. Yes, yes, yes. he was, actually. Yeah. Yep which is super funny. So it's like an extra thing where it's like, this was never your team. <laughs> but yeah, so Hellions continues to be great and super funny. And honestly, I don't know what the book is going to be after this because this is them bringing to fruition many storylines that they've been dealing with since like issue one. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll start finishing up and maybe end. Maybe, maybe like this feels like it could be a finale. It really does. Yeah. And I hope it does change after this, because if they just do another, now nah, everyone died and had their memories reset, that would be kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That would be like, it would be really unfortunate because they got so close. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that was Hellions. Hellions was really good. Awesome, awesome. The last book I had was Cable Reloaded, issue one. Oh, yes. The return of Old Man Cable and The Last Annihilation. Yeah, well, this technically isn't his return because he returned at the end of that cable run where right. where he was brought he was brought back because they needed to defeat <laughs> strife 
I think. Oh, it's always uh, and, and they needed the older cable because he had more experience and everything. So uh, the younger cable uh, sacrificed himself to allow Xavier to bring the older cable back. Which was always an option, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Oh, I, I think it worked because, like, the Summers family, they mentioned that here. It's like, oh, it was only happening because the Summers family uh, were kept, like, you know, they need to keep keep them in good favor, you know? Mm. Um, but, yeah, the, 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 it's funny because this whole book kind of, like, spawned out of a joke Rocket said in The Last Guardians of the Galaxy where, like, his, <laughs> his whole deal was, like, okay, so how do we defeat Dormammu, who's, like, gathering power? It's like, oh, we'll just get a big gun and shoot him in the face that that's literally the entire issue uh the he whole has the biggest gun yeah so uh abigail brand and rocket are working together and they recruit gate cable uh as well as a team called the exterminators um ah, to uh head to a planet called Breakworld. um because there there's a there's a weapon there that they can shoot dormammu in the face with <laughs> and solid um, uh, we we learned that it, it's like a super gun. It's like a gun that transforms into a giant robot. It's basically uh, Unicron, basically, um, <laughs> uh, and it transforms into a giant gun and everything. And um, so the team uh, get down onto Breakworld, and the team is like Wizkid, uh, Boom Boom, Cannonball. Uh, oh, Boom Boom and, is in this. Holy and, shit! And a teleporter named Lila, who's uh, used to, you know, date uh, Cannonball and everything. Um, and every one of their oh and and uh core of the burning uh blade the the araco uh Araki, right, yes. uh one that was part of sword that's like abigail brand's like hitman <laughs> uh whose powers are like able to like enhance everyone else's powers um, and everyone everyone has like a job to do like um boom boom has to create like a bomb and her power is enhanced by Cora's power so she creates like a huge bomb and then it's flown to the robot by sam who then blows it up and allows the team access where Wizkid is able to take control of of the like systems and everything and take the uh ship into their command and then and then lila has to teleport it back to port um uh, that port place on um port prometheus Arico, yeah. on uh, on arico yes. um so now they have a giant gun to shoot dormammu in the head with and what they're using as bullets is they've gotten all of the mysterium they had in stock oh, and yes, crafted and crafted like this huge like bullet out of it <laughs> and they're like oh we're just gonna load the gun and just go shoot shoot him in the head <laughs> that sounds dope as fuck yeah cable also has a new arm he's got like apparently he's been able to always have like a holographic arm and it's got like oh. and it's got like special combat tattoos like he activates one it's called nikki it's like the devil and it's like <laughs> a combat tattoo that like does like auto targeting for him and everything and yeah it looks really cool it is it was a really cool issue um i i like that like they they kind of leaned hard into the fact that yeah this like 90s cables back and like yeah they make they make references to the pouches he, oh, he keeps asking it's like every like, everyone's always asking me what like what do i keep in all my pouches and the answer is pretty simple bullets <laughs> <laughs> so what we're saying is is that the new marching orders for cable is self-awareness yeah pretty much pretty much i'm fine i'm fine with that yeah. i wonder when we'll see an old cable hook back up with the rest of the x-men on krakoa yeah i imagine it'll probably be after this like yeah because at the moment i don't think many people know that old cable is back because he's kind of like like being used by um sword and abigail brand as sort of like a shadowy sort of spec mm. ops team sort of thing 
He's also not on any team at the moment that I can think of. No. So, yeah, that's fun. Was that everything you had this week? That's everything. That's everything. So there was the show, everyone. We hope you enjoyed it. I'm glad we could come on and hang out. Now, like I said, you had a lot of options for entertainment tonight, so we're very glad that you picked us. Yes. Thank you, of course, everyone who donated. We very much appreciate it. Uh, If you're a patron and you help us out that way, you'll be sure to get the show in audio and visual format first before anyone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you still want to support the show and get yourself something nice, you can always get yourself a delicious Wild Bill soda, delicious craft soda, great for the summertime, great for any time. Uh, We got the promo code right down there at the bottom. Use Cape Joel for 10% off your first order. Yeah, yeah, get some of that good soda that I can't buy. That Matt unfortunately can't buy, (laughs) which is is a shame. And I got to get back on my diet soon. But, you know, a little treat's fine. A little treat's okay. (laughs) So, yeah, you got anything else uh, coming up, Matt, you want to talk about? Anything you want to hype? Well, next week sometime, probably after our next show, but next week I got a cool stream sorted out. I'm going to be live building a Gundam on stream. Oh, hell yeah. I got all my all my setup. I've got a Gundam selected. It's it's a pretty simple nice. one, uh, simple classic one to build. That should be able to get done in one stream. But uh, keep an eye out for that. I haven't got an exact date for it, but it'll probably mm. be like a, a Wednesday Thursday night stream. I uh, I still got to finish my gun and I built the whole torso and the head and then I'm like this is good <laughs> and then I just kind of stopped. Well, I needed the table space because you need a big table space to do it because <laughs> you got a hundred parts and sharp knives and everything there. Yeah, I got to get back to that. I was enjoying it. It was definitely fun. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, and I thought yeah maybe maybe like a stream uh, will be quite fun getting to build that on stream and showing people how it's done. Yeah, I think I think that'll be very educational. I think a lot of people would really like that. Yeah. See, see what all the buzz is about. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, do I have anything else planned? No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I'm currently writing the next Capes and Crooks. Thank you, everyone who shows up for that. That's a lot of fun. I want to try and get everyone back together for that the next time we stream. Uh, so you'll probably see that in the next couple weeks or months or whatever. Uh, what else? Uh, Elseworlds Exchange is coming back. I actually sent a bunch of new uh, topics to sal we're working that out right now on his end and everything there you know we're not sure if we're going to change the date and time or if we're going to keep it the way it is in fact if we didn't have a show tonight i think he wanted to try and do a test run and being like what if we do it on the weekend will people like that (laughs) we've got we've got big issue 250 next week oh holy shit we do should we do something special for 250 i I feel like we should yeah i mean if if you see shang chi you can talk about shang chi oh i mean we can wait until we both see that tell you what in the comment section down below what's something we should do for 250 that is also easy because i don't want to work hard yeah can we i know watch old cartoons or something or something i know right again i talked about that commentary group there razzle uh on youtube i think they have actually found an amazing way to skirt uh the youtube copyright claim how's that i ip system uh basically uh they get like they they pretty much set up the screen like how you set up the podcast with them talking and everything in the movie over here in a smaller thing and sometimes they'll show movie clips but only for a few seconds and then they'll do like big reaction like close-ups of people's faces when they're talking about stuff Uh, okay and i'm like damn that's actually pretty smart god i wish i knew this and they don't show the whole movie either they like cut it down to like the funniest 30 minutes and then you can watch like the whole version up on their patreon okay and i'm like damn that's smart yeah that's pretty damn smart is what that is i can't but i can't believe these damn children fi- figured this out before <laughs> we did 
You, you got me. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know there's like there's heaps of cartoons that are in public domain that we can look at. True enough. We should look into that. We should look there's, into what's there's in that the whole. Domain. Um, although I think we'd have to do it on Twitch only, which is um that whole Amazon like stream yeah yeah like thing they do yeah yeah that's not we'll look into that we'll look into that later yeah see some people know who razzle is because that's again they're doing good because obviously they're going into my feed and i don't look for that kind of stuff so there it is mm -hmm. tevia saying do the snatter cut commentary yeah i don't have four hours yeah i ain't watching <laughs> that film again i i want to do stuff i don't have four hours <laughs> Yes, we did talk about uh, Williamson Batman. It was the first thing we talked about, in fact, Amar. Yeah. So you can check that out when the show comes out on uh, Wednesday 8 a.m. or Patreon if uh, you're already a patron. Mm -hmm. So until then, everyone, uh, I've been Joel. I'm Matt. And we will see you all next time, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. Bye-bye. See ya.